Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad Shrinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Hello, hello, hello. I'm fired up tonight. Well, it's been a a tough stretch of days of uh, simple frustration and... (laughs) What shouldn't be too hard has uh, inevitably been a 180, and uh, I think three nights in a row now we've tried to get together. And four, one or both of us had you know some issue come up. But I was actually here tonight before you. I had everything set up. I was starting to go through the blind, and I got called back home because my toddler would not go to bed, and and that's where we are now. In in the sense of. I don't know, she hit the threes early, but she is just screaming, wailing. I I couldn't tell you how excited I was to come back here later on with you and pour a drink. (laughs) I am just, I'm I'm fired up. I am am so ready to do this, but I feel like my notes are going to be shit because I'm just, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. It's a hell of a rat. I'm a big ass rat. <laughs> how's it how's it going? I can't complain too much. I had something I was was thinking about before you distracted me with the image of you as a rat and I kinda went downhill. Oh, you gotta channel your uh, your inner Martin Lawrence give a little woosa. 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 I rub my ears. There you go. Woosa. Then you might look more like a rat. Actually, no, eighty six that. Um, and I mean, it's all that stuff getting ready to go. Um, just the, the stress of Christmas time, making sure we get everything done, making sure everything's happy. And then, you know, or everyone is happy. And then my daughter just will not go to bed. She fights going to bed to the point where I end up falling asleep on the floor next to her. Most nights, and then you know, I wake up, I'll fall asleep at like eight thirty on the floor with her, and then I'll wake back up at ten o'clock, and then go, oh, I can actually go do stuff now. But it, it's rough. Is <laughs> toddler? They don't prepare you for toddler years. You always think like parenthood. I think, especially with the first few years you get into these lulls where you think everything's going to be okay and you think you finally get the hang of it and then bam they just knock you upside the head with something else Uh, it's all microcosms in the grand scheme of things you sound so zen but i know that's not the truth (laughs) and that's that's usually my normal chill level I'm i'm not sure the people we live with uh have that same view or uh control emotions that way but I mean, think about it. How quick does two or three years go by? Blinks. I know. I know. I remember when I used to be able to sit her on the floor and go in the other room and then come back and she was still on the floor. I mean, I remember when we used to go chug raspberries and play kickball one night a week. (laughs) Yeah. We shotgunned raspberries. (laughs) Then went into a diabetic coma for 35 minutes. Oh, man. Those were the days. (laughs) Anyways, uh, tonight is one of those nights. It's it's pretty special. Uh, Our friend Alex, he is bourbon and beer R-I. So B-O-U-R-B-O-N-A-N-D-B-E-E-R-R-I. 
Bourbon and Beer, Rhode Island. He's also our friend Alex in our group on Facebook, but he's on Instagram at Bourbon and Beer, Rhode Island. He sent us a blind. And I mean, Alex, you got to remember, we're just trying to do like a 30 to 45 minute show, but we're, we're appreciative. But he sent us seven. He sent us seven different bourbons with one each for us for overtime. And, and we're not even getting into the overtime, but that was seven bourbons for a blind. He sent us an envelope. The envelope sealed. We do not. We didn't open it. I'll, I'll tell you right now. We didn't open it. We'll open it while we're recording. But we have seven different bourbons to go through. It's pretty crazy. Hey, I mean, some people do two to four hundred in a day or a weekend. I think we can do seven in a night. I, I think we could do seven in a night. I mean, we don't. We don't do heavy, heavy pours, but it's just a long time when when we know we're on the clock, right? Eh, just throw back some water in between, make sure you gotta. Oh no, I'm not worried about doing it. I'm worried about us getting the call that we gotta go deal with toddlers. Oh man, at this point, it's just like I'm on the way. Five minutes. <laughs> I'm leaving in five minutes. Yeah, hey, I don't have GPS on my phone for a reason. I, you said <laughs> you were on the way, but the dot hasn't moved. <laughs> I I have not done that. I mean, would you ever do that, the family thing where they could see where you are? No. I, I mean, I, I know the answer to that, but I just don't know why we would want to get to that level of... I don't want a random Tuesday. Somebody happened to wonder what old Zeke might be doing. It shows I'm over at the whiskey house or something. Not even that. Like, what if I <laughs> what if I say I'm going to Target and I just want to stop by Starbucks and get a coffee? Well, that's your own prima donna problem. Well, or you know, man, uh, that, that's good dichotomy there. I'm talking about skipping off and going to the whiskey house. John's like, I'm going to skip off and go to Starbucks. Shh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey house is like a 20 minute drive for me and Star- how long is the line at Starbucks it's never less than 15 no I I get right you do the the or call ahead the app oh you're going downhill now you do the app but then it's just waiting for you when you show up you don't even go talk to someone you've already do paid they have for a um, a bedazzled cup with your name on it no but the app you order and then they I just mean, I put all how the- an app works but you still gotta wait in line no I don't. cars no, no, I walk in. You walk in and get it. You don't have to wait in line. Then why do I always hear you on Bluetooth going, hold on, I got to place an order or pick uh, up my coffee? Oh, that's if I'm driving through by work. But if I ordered it on the app, then I could just walk into the store, get my coffee, and leave. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I like to sit in my car because I can talk to you and I don't have to like deal with the whole crap of getting out of the car and then it goes off the Bluetooth and then it goes back on the Bluetooth and there's always that like five second thing when you're going back on the Bluetooth. Uh, All right. I I just hope Brokaw's listening. Cheers to you, buddy. He knows what I I go through. First world problem. He doesn't know what you go through. He knows what I go through. Stop acting like, oh, you, you go through so much. You show up and drink and then I go and edit. Exactly. Yeah. Life is tough, Zeke. Hey, I do other things around here. <laughs> I got a few bottles in the car for you, bud. You provide the house. Thank you. 
Hey, there's there's a few bottles in the car. One might have tissue paper on it. I I know. I'm very. I am so excited. I finally, finally, am going to get my hands on a George C. Stag. It is the number one bottle that I have always wanted to own. And I know this sounds like I'm bragging, and I'm sorry. It's just a really, really, really big deal to me. I've never got any of those BTAC allocations. Zeke likes to swim in them. He puts them on his bed and just kind of... I don't have much BTAC. You have like five handies this year. No, I have two now. A lot of people would just like a handy. This year's handy ain't no joke, folks. I We will do a BTAC show, so stay tuned for that. I think we have all of them except for Sazerac that we can have access to. Not that we actually own, but I think Sazerac's the only one we don't have access to right now, right? Yeah, and I don't think it's going to show up, but it's been a long time since anybody talked about it. I did hear there's a bar in East Nasty that has it for uh, 50 bucks a pour if you want to go half and half on that one day. We could we could share an ounce. It better be a two ounce pour, fifty bucks. I bet it's a one ounce pour. No, it's East Nasty. Hipsters ain't going for a one ounce pour. I don't know. We'll we'll have to check it out. We'll we'll come back. But guys, stay tuned because we will do a BTAC show. We will do some other fun stuff before the end of the year. We hope you all, by the way, enjoy our half ounce pours. Those are our kind of ten to fifteen minute episodes we've been doing where we don't do a blind. It's kind of nice tonight that we are going back to a blind. We haven't had a good blind in a while, but primarily we prefer to taste in blinds. But all that stuff that gets sent to us, either from a listener or from a distillery themselves or a distributor, uh, we we can't put it up against a blind. We are doing these half-ounce pours, 10, 10 to 15-minute episode, quick hitter in and out, and we're just get, kind of giving you our thoughts on a first crack. And either way, even, um, you know, the blinds are usually a better representation. Whether we know what it is or not, we're, we're not going to, um, you know, pussyfoot around on it or, or give a less than honest review by any means. No, honesty is always kind of our best policy. However, we have been toying. We've, we've talked about it back and forth. We're not sold on it or not yet, but I almost wonder about blinding one of us. So if one of us doesn't know what we're drinking, but the other one does, and then we both give a review, one person is completely blind, and then the other one would reveal at the end. But you guys let us know what you think about that. You know, if you think we should incorporate some blind aspect to those half-ounce pours, or if you're fine with us both knowing what we're reviewing. It's an interesting angle. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to this blind. We are going to take a break now. We're going to take a break pretty early. There's seven bourbons for us to go through. Alex, I can't thank you enough for your generosity. Uh, and plus, you're just a good dude. I enjoy talking to you. But thank you for sending all this our way. We're probably going to need an hour to, to go through all of this. So we are going to take a break. We will come back and then we will discuss these seven. And then we will do the big reveal. I think... Uh, When we come back, we'll just kind of give our initial overview thoughts. And then once we know what each one is, we'll go into individual tasting notes. So, Zeke, roll that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) 
All right, and we are back in the break. We had seven, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bourbons. Zeke is now doing what Zeke does, and he's pouring an infinity pour. Not an infinity. Not infinity? You're just kind of blending the ones you like the best? Not even the ones I like the best. I'm just looking at my notes and putting what I think would be a good medley based on the ups and downs of each one. Look at you being all like... Man, you must be a pharmacist or something. Like <laughs> just ADD, man. <laughs> you must know how to mix stuff. So there were seven of these. Let's kind of talk about the overview of what we thought. Highs, lows, ones that we thought kind of stood out to us before we get into actually revealing what they are and then we'll get specific with tasting notes, but to me I kind of had a clear winner out of all of these and and our numbers were the same so when you hear Zeke and I say numbers our numbers were exactly the same on these I I can't tell you enough how grateful we are to these listener blinds because it makes it super easy for us they're all named and numbered the same Zeke and I can kind of talk apples to apples with everything but my favorite was number two I think that kind of stood out to me on nose, taste, and finish. There were some other ones. Seven, I, I I enjoyed a little bit. There were some groupings. I, I think he might have sent us store picks that were the same from different stores. I kind of felt like one, two, and three could have been closely related, as four and four through seven could have been closely related. I think either way, we are going to see some repeat bourbons in here. I don't think every single one is going to be different. I wouldn't be surprised if they're all Four Roses picks. Really? Mm. Call me uh, Zeke, but yeah. Uh, You can call me Al. (laughs) Don't start singing that, John. I don't want to see you dancing around the room like a sorority (laughs) girl at 21. No, I'm not going to dance like a sorority girl for you. And if I do, you better be throwing money at me. You remember the sorority chicks love that Call Me Owl song. They play the thing, bounce all over the place. They never did that at Kentucky, I'll tell you that. Oh, well, nothing like a Georgia peach. (laughs) All right, I'm going to open this. Let's see what... what, Did you have a favorite? Um, Sorry, yeah. I, I liked six and seven the most out of these. I actually think I'd probably pick seven as my favorite, which was kind of funny. I feel like normally in a blind, even though it's only seven, that is kind of a large amount, and we did have to kind of work through these pretty fast. I feel like you get more redundancy, a little less nuances on the palate, but I seem to pick up more on those final two, surprisingly. I don't know. Seven was my number two. I I think I would agree with you. Um, There were similarities between two and seven that, as we get into the notes, we'll we'll talk about. But some of the early ones had really good noses, and then the palate was just MIA. Like, uh, thanks for the teas. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's figure it out as I open this. Just don't Steve Harvey it, okay? And the winner is La La Land. <laughs> All right. Oh. 
you are so... I hate you sometimes. It's not all of them. I will tell you it's not all of them. And it's funny because I said I thought some of these were weller to you. And I laughed. And, and you laughed. said none of these have nosed or tasted like a weller to me. So you are both wrong and right. So the first one was Julio's Lock and Key Society Delicious OBSV Nine Years, Three Months, Four Roses. It's 120 proof. The second one was Bottles Providence, Rhode Island, Barrel 7 OESV, 10-year, 6-month, 55.7 ABV, Warehouse PS. Third was Bottles Providence, Rhode Island, the East End OBSV, 8 years, 4 months, 50% ABV, Warehouse MW. Next one, Town & Wine Spirits, Elijah Craig, Private Pick. The next one was Lock & Key from Julio's Y2K, Warehouse SE, 12 years old, 94 proof, Elijah Craig pick. The next one was Lock & Key again, Weller to Do, OWA, Micro Batch 107, Weller Antique Single Barrel. And then number seven was Bottles from Providence, Rhode Island, OWA, Barrel 223. So your favorite was an OWA. <laughs> That you didn't think was there. My favorite was a Four Roses. Kind of aligns with what our palettes were. I do gravitate towards those Four Roses. Well, to, and not to jump the gun, we'll get there, but I think when you get my notes, I'm interested to see yours for six and seven. N- neither of them would be what you think of in a wheater, is at least what people tout about wheated mash bill and the difference of it. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, with all the OWA picks this year, and we can even start there. I mean, there's nothing that says we have to go in a specific order here. But if we want to talk about both of those OWAs, you know, the one that, that came from Julio's, the uh, the Lock and Key Weller to Do, you know, there was a, a bitterness in there. What number was that? Number six. Actually, let's just move through these in order. You want to? Yeah. I don't want to get the world confused. All right. Well, we we don't necessarily have to go in an order, but let's go in order one through seven. It makes it super easy for us at least. But the first one. We've got pencil and paper. These folks are listening. Let's make it easy and nobody has a wreck or, you know, beers off the road thinking, what in the hell are these idiots talking about now? Well, they're going to think that regardless of whether or not we go in order or not. It's because you revealed that Starbucks stuff. No. I, I, I mean,. There's a lot worse stuff I've revealed than that. Uh-oh. Is this Zeke's concoction? Damn, I ain't even tasted it yet. I just wanted you to nose it. Oh, well, you didn't say that. <laughs> Tastes good. It's nice and spicy. So let's talk about this first one. The Lock and Key Delicious. Obviously, they think there's some pickle that it's delicious. I definitely got a little bit of that on the nose, along with some astringency there. 
Um, taste for me was butterscotch and pepper. It was heavy on the pepper with some pickle and a little bit of vanilla in there. There was a slight hug, but it didn't linger long, which for 120 proof, you know, I think on the nose I was smelling just the proof of it, but I, I did get that pickle in there, but you know, for 120 proof, I got a slight hug, but nothing that you would write home about, and it didn't linger long. So, knowing what I know now, that drank pretty dang nicely for a high proof four roses. So you got the pickle in there, but it wasn't anything that lingered or anything to write home about. <laughs> Doing good, no, John. No mint on the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> As Zeke's favorite tasting note, when we first started off, I loved it. You always used to say that no mint on the pillow, no note, just gone. Yep. Some finishes. (laughs) Or the next day. Uh, For number one, the nose, I thought, um, had some really rich sugars, caramel, increasing alcohol. Uh, It was there at first, and subsequent uh, revisits, it just became more predominant. Picked up some toffee at times, and then also uh, towards the back, really got a rye that seemed to grow. The alcohol and rye both grew the more I visited with this one. Palette-wise, some heat, light mint. It had a good coating, and then it just got really dry at the end to me. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to the Bottles Providence OESV. It's 10 years, 6 months. 55.7 ABV, warehouse PS barrel 26-2C. What did you get on this one, Zeke? I had that nose-wise, it was essentially the same as number one, except it seemed to have more of a graham cracker, toffee, alcohol mix. Um, I don't know what the proof was on that one, but it wouldn't surprise me if the proof might be higher. I don't know. Again, no, it was only 110. Okay. One ten and change. It wasn't off putting. That was just you know the difference I kind of noticed. Palette wise, uh, to have as strong of a nose as it did, it came off uh, pretty thin. Had a really strong singe, I thought, and and then just kind of got tarry and, and creosote-y I put down. It's funny because I a hundred percent agree with you on the nose on this one. I think in in all of the different ones that you nosed. This one for me stands out. Yeah, the, it was solid nose. The the no, I got dark rich toffee, chocolate, dark fruit. It smells rich, and it just smelled like here you're like oh I'm getting something good here. Mm-hmm. Um, the taste I got dark rich chocolate, oak, and then a lot of leather, and I think that's where it dries out. Um, the thing I could say about it, it was rich, like a, a brownie, like one of those brownie desserts you get, like a, a real thick, it was just missing the vanilla ice cream aspect of it, but just a, a thick chocolate brownie that lingered with some leather in there. It lingered medium, but wasn't anything that singed or burned or left me too bitter like some of the other things did Mm -hmm. it it didn't have that bitterness that i got in some of the subsequent picks but i really like this one interesting yeah next on the list 
This is an OBSV from Bottles, Providence, Rhode Island, the East End. This is a 100 proofer, a 50% ABV, OBSV, eight years, four months. It was Warehouse MW, barrel 513G. What'd you get on this one, Zeke? I had that it was softer than the first two. Um, it seemed to be a little bit younger in my thoughts. Um, the corn just seemed to be a little more prevalent. And then uh, towards the back end of the nosing, a rye spice kicked up pretty fair. It really seemed to almost be like a, like a clove type of kick. That, that dry, specific just bite of a rye spice. Uh, Palette-wise, I, I picked up the corn again uh, pretty much on the front end. Then it seemed to be dry for a moment, uh, kind of a barley punch. And then it got pretty medicinal for me, honestly. It's funny because I said this before we opened them, but I even have it in my notes here. Uh, the nose, I said toffee, vanilla, but it seems related to one and two. So I... I That's where I got on the, the, the Four Roses train of, is this all Four Roses picks? Because the first three just, it really gave me that inclination. And then as we moved on to the latter ones, you know, they've got 10 recipes. There's a lot of wiggle room, quote unquote, so once I had it in my head by by here, it was just too hard to dismiss the thought of, this is just a bunch of Four Roses picks. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew the first three were related. I thought the last four were related, but it turned out it was only the last two. But there was Well, two and two. Elijah Craig back to back. Yeah. In the we definitely knew that we were going to have some repeat offenders in there. But the, the taste on this one, the black pepper spice was the predominant note I got, and I couldn't really get past that. There was some oak on there, which is kind of funny for an OBSV to have that be the predominant tasting note, but the the finish was a little bit bitter for me. It wasn't a... It kind of faded away to some bitterness on it that mm. I didn't love. Yeah, that's where I got it. The more, the more it sat, the, I guess, less it just... Uh, I thought of it or it grew on me. It definitely kind of just went downhill quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. So let's move on to number four. Number four is from Town Wine and Spirits in East Providence, Rhode Island. Buddy Cianci's territory. We have uh, Elijah Craig, private pick. So what'd you get on this one, bud? All right, so let's move on uh, on this one. Hey, how old was this? It doesn't say. Okay. So, I got sweet, astringent, almost a, a black tea aspect to it on the nose. On the taste, it was bitter. Uh, tasted a little young to me, which knowing the age, you know, I know Elijah Craig's non-age stated, but there was a youth to it that I kind of got in there. Maybe a little bit of the citrusy component i definitely tasted the black tea little bit of pepper the finish was short though like you could tell you could tell the proof was not as high as the first three we had and maybe that was a little bit of bias in there knowing that we had those higher proofers and moving to the the hundred and then moving down to 94 but i could tell that it was not you know it didn't taste uh as as full bodied as the other ones did. Yeah, not to go too far on a tangent, but I'll give it a, a, a ninety second blurb. 
I, mean, I feel like in tastings, plenty of folks say like, you know, you should start with the lowest proof and go up. But I, I've honestly yet to find it really made that much of a difference. I mean, especially if you're, you're taking light sips, drinking plenty of water, staying refreshed and hydrated. I, I've just yet to see it make that big of an impact as we move across various things. And I really feel like if anything else, inversely, when you get those light proofers that are just a burst of flavor and you've been hitting high proof back to back to back, I mean, it makes you appreciate it that much more like, oh, wow, this is 94, 100 proof. We've had three 120s, but I'm getting a flavor bomb. Like, wow, this is a really good product. Uh, sorry, that's my 90 second blurb there on things. So, so what do you think? <laughs> Nose wise, I said it was really sweet, light. Um, it reminded me of a buttered croissant roll. Palette, again, it was light and thin. Uh, it took me a minute to come up with this, but I thought it tasted like flat black cherry cola. I don't know if anyone drinks black cherry cola. It's out there. Um, I do laugh at your uh, black tea references. I assume that's something Starbucks must sell, or otherwise, I don't know why you know about that unless you're steeping tea when you're sitting at home and you know cleaning and dusting and mopping and wearing your Mrs. Doubtfire. Out I there. do love some tea, though. I mean, <laughs> I don't go to Starbucks to get it, but I do know the difference in taste between a black tea and a green tea. <laughs> Going downhill fast, John. Uh, the only other thing I had on palate was um, it, at the back end, it had the bitterness of, uh, you know, real honey. That kind of, uh, you know, dry bitter that you can only find in, you know, the farmer stuff. How about number uh, n- numero five oh? Was this one that we had the, the age listed on for the Elijah? I think so. Let me check. Uh, is that a niner? Hey, niner. You're getting better. So this was Lock and Key Society Y2K. It was an Elijah Craig pick, 94 proof, 12 years old. This one is 12 years old. I got the black tea again on the nose. The taste, I had a nice coating of the mouth. Slight bitterness, heavy on the leather on this one. I I almost would call this one year with me leather because I got heavy, heavy leather. Uh, Finish was medium. It it was a it was a good enjoyable pour. I, I didn't didn't hate it. It didn't suck. I got you. Um, nose wise, I thought it was very faint. <clears throat> and finally, the best conclusion I could come up with was it reminded me of an old chalkboard. Like I say, you walked in a school and you know, like years and years of just that must dry chalk was just sitting there on that board. Um, Obviously not the most appealing note, but that really was what it reminded me of. Palette uh, seemed to have some faint barley at first. It was light and thin. It did have a sneaky spice at the back. Um, it kind of kicked up a little bit. And then finish-wise, it just kind of left um, kind of the dry and bitter uh, of like a semi-sweet chocolate morsels is what I had. Not so much the the chocolate flavor, but just kind of that dry and bitter that you get, you know, as the, the second half of uh, those are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, moving on to the OWA. So the first one is the Weller to Do from Lock and Key and Julio's. 
It's a micro batch 107 antique Weller single barrel. What do you get on this one, Zeke? If it's a micro batch, I don't think it's a single barrel. I think they did the same thing Ed did with his uh, final picks. I'm just going off of what he wrote, but that's oh. a good point. No, I think they did the same thing Ed did, where they had you know some multiple barrels and just said, "Oh well, dump them together." Fair enough. I either way, I Alex has to get his shit together. <laughs> hey, look, you misread the seven. He might have miswrote something. You're both at a plus one, minus one kind of thing. No, Alex, I'm kidding. I, if I didn't have a, a good relationship with Alex, where I give him hell and he gives me hell, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But uh, six nose was really bold, spicy. I said it reminded me of red hot Jello shots. I don't know if that's something like a fireball Jello shot or something, but it it was like a Jello shot to where just I guess you smell kind of that alcohol coming off of them, but it was all red hot fireball. Hey man. Goldschlager for life. Um, Palette-wise, <laughs> uh, it had a big spice at the front. Uh, then it kind of got tarry for a minute. Then some sweet kicked in. Um, but then it went back to tarry as far as just an overall profile out of it. What about the finish? A- anything? No, I'd say, I mean, it was spicy, tarry, a little sweet, then just back to kind of a, a, a tar feeling about it. No, and, and I'm with you. It was spice throughout. It was spice on the nose. I, I got heavy spice on the front, and then that kind of moved into a sweetness, but then oak and leather for me, and that might be what you're calling tarry, but I, I got a lot of oak and leather, a dry. Yeah, I've used it before. It's kind of like, a, I don't know, as a kid, I remember like just being on railroad tracks all the time. If you ever smelled like the, smelled like the creosote tar kind of hot summer day coming out that's what it reminds me of what what were you doing on railroad tracks were you trying to do like lean on uh stand by me no i I just liked walking on like cross ties and railroad tracks i mean i grew up in podunk georgia we got like thirty thousand people in the whole county you you kick rocks or you walk railroad tracks well i actually grew up right next (laughs) to my house growing up was right next to railroad tracks and we used to go put pennies on the on the railroad tracks, and then we wait for the train to come by and then go get the smushed pennies. You ever do that? No. No? That doesn't seem appealing to me. You haven't lived. There's a reason my kid likes to balance me on everything he can. Same way, man. Jumping around, doing stupid stuff. So you, you fell off a few times, didn't you? Hey, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> lessons for life. You don't have a dented forehead, though. Exactly. Uh, so I fell the right direction. Last but not least, bottles in Providence, Rhode Island. This is barrel 223, OWA 107, 107 proof, 53.5 ABV. What'd you think about it there, big dog? What did I think about it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I got. Big big cat, sorry. I know you were calling me big dog, but I got chocolate and oak and lather, uh, a little bit of. Spiciness on the nose, but the tasting notes were chocolate, oak, leather. It had a very nice mouthfeel with some creaminess, but nothing overpowering. It was very light and faint on the the creaminess side of it. Uh, That spiciness was there, though. Finish was medium, and it was actually one of the ones that I didn't write a lot about getting a Kentucky hug or anything, but this is one of the ones that I did feel a slight hug in the chest no both of these had kick and 
uh, I'll give the notes, then we'll go there. Um, Nose-wise, uh, I thought it had a nice creamy corn to it, uh, also mixed with some barley behind it. Smell-wise, it seemed like it was going to be really viscous. I don't, I don't know, it just it seemed heavy for whatever reason on the nose. Uh, towards the end, it seemed somewhat drying. Palate, uh, it, to me, at the front end, gave off some just big spicy kicks. I mean, it, it, it was a little bold. Uh, once that subsided, uh, it, it did have a really sweet middle to it. Uh, even put you know threes on the sweet, just like ooh, that's got a nice little uh, you know one-two punch. Uh, it wasn't overly thick actually. Um, towards the back, it seemed to have a little bit of a singe going down, and what I thought I was picking up uh, at the finish was was just barley and mint, uh, which kind of the segue. I, I, once we heard both these were OWAs was. You know the the selling point of the the Weller or the wheated you know mash bills is simply no rye, much smoother, much creamier, much easier for anyone that finds you know that rye spice off putting. But if there's no rye in it, well, where the hell does the spice keep coming from? And and we even had that you know a while back when we had the um, you know Firewater guys in here and we did the the CYPB with some other Weller line. And multiple people all got a, a spice or a kick out of it that, you know, your mind just tells you, hey, I'm drinking bourbon. Oh, I get a spice and a kick. That's right. Well, oh, wait, like, hold on. It's wheated. There shouldn't be any rye here. Well, what's punching or, or kicking at me? Because, you know, in, in the mind, that shouldn't be there. Could be a toddler. That it's always when, when it's what's punching and kicking at me, I kind of assume toddler. First. Did you hear the child or her? No, she did. <laughs> but now, I mean, I'm saying now she punches and kicks. Not in the belly. You got a, uh, a female version of Kimbo Slice coming up? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I may look like I'm carrying a child with my big belly, but I'm not. <laughs> John's got a fighter over here. I, she, I will not. Anybody who gives her shit, I'm telling you, she's got a great kick. So Zeke is tinkering some more. He has another concoction. Round two, not as good as round one. A little too spice forward. Yeah, very. very. <laughs> that was hot and dry. But at the same time, half of what's in here is OWA. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Somebody will probably send them a, send us a message and say, "Hey, dumbasses, this is why it tastes like that." Um, but. I don't know. I mean, are you folks out there finding, um, you know, more spice or kick than what you would expect out of a weeded mash? I would definitely be interested to hear. Well, and and it's almost some of that proof that, you know, OWA 107 has always been a little bit spicy to me. But those did not taste like any of the picks I've had this year. No, not at all. Not even the ones that came. It's not that that bold. No, but that wasn't even like the ones we got at Elixir and Carruthers. You know, I thought those were very creamy and smooth and went down easy. These had a little bit of kick to them. It's not like anything we've had. Well, at the same time, it wasn't as salty and briny as all those that were picked early summer, late spring kind of ish. 
And it's funny you mentioned that, but there was kind of a, a, a brininess to them. The ones really? earlier this year. Oh yeah, I thought you meant these. I was like, I no, not not these, but the ones earlier this year. I don't know. A lot of them had a pucker to them, and they just did what it did. I don't know. No, that's what your mustache makes you do. No, I'm telling you, you have the very hungry caterpillar on your face. Hey man, I do what I can around here. But I think we learned a lot, as we always do when we taste things blind. I mean, I'm I'm kind of firmly still in my four roses camp those were the ones uh, i liked you know if i had to go in order here it would probably go two seven one for my top three so i liked that uh that one from bottles in east providence then i liked the bottles in east providence owa and then i liked the julia's uh four roses third but i mean there wasn't it wasn't that much of a gap between those three that I thought one was the, you know, I just, I love the nose on number two. I loved it on that Four Roses OESV. Oh, those first three, or even first four, had great noses. Uh, they really did. Uh, oh, whatever you did, you dialed in on it now. Oh, that's money. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Elijah Craig number five that neither of one of us rated very high, but I think the balance of it comes in good. Um Sorry, tangent on this uh, random mix I'm tinkering with. But actually, my f- two favorites were the OWAs. The Four Roses seemed to have the best nose, but they none of them really came through uh, palette-wise. And then, um, obviously, I didn't think they were OWA with as much spice and uh, you know jumping around as they had going on. Um, but both of those, to me, just stood out. Which, like I say, I thought was interesting, especially being the last two that we tasted. Normally, uh, you know, folks will say you digress as you move through these, um, but I, I seem to pick up more and, and have a little more vibrancy. I can't thank Alex again for sending these. It's always fun when we get to do a blind. I always have a heck of a good time. So, Alex, thank you, thank you. This was great. Don't feel bad about your handwriting. Sevens are hard. Math is hard. You know. John's got that Kentucky education going for him. (laughs) They never told us to ask age. As long as she's more than third cousin down the line, we're clear. (laughs) I thought you guys were clear even at third cousin. (laughs) I don't know, Jerry Lee. (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, you know, speaking of things that are hard, uh, if you're listening to us somehow, you're probably already listening on your favorite podcast app. So I'm not going to go through everything we're on because we're on all of your favorite podcast apps. So if you found us once, please find us again. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. If you don't like us, send us a message. Tell us why. We'll try to get better. But those reviews actually do something to help us. It actually moves us up in the search functionality. So if you are in like Apple Podcasts and you search dads, it's going to make us appear closer to the top the more reviews you give us. So please help two guys out, help two dads out. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Uh, find our Facebook group at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find our Facebook page at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Well, they can find John in a Starbucks line in Nashville, Tennessee. 
Zeke will be at the car dealership not getting any help. Man, we're not even going down that road. Uh, I'm I'm around. If you're in town, look me up. We'll uh we'll find a spot. Slide into Zeke's DMs. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll talk to y'all next week. Cheers. Ciao.